The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're joining us on Community Radio Kilkenny City Talk Sport on Sunday the 22nd of October 2023. We have a jam-packed programme for you this evening. Congratulations to Thomastown, the Intermediate County, Michael Motors Intermediate County Champions. A superb display today. We'll have reports and interviews from that game coming up shortly. And we also congratulate Tuller Ross Berkland on a big win yesterday over St. Lactons of Freshford. We have reports on that game as well and interviews with some of the mentors involved and uh, players as well. Well, Gaelic football, no joy for Mullinavat. They lost out to Ballylining yesterday. We'll be joining uh, John Power for a report from on that match uh, later in the programme. Commiserations too to Liz Downey. They put up a per- superb performance against uh, Kilbeg and Shamrocks. Uh, just a little on that game but they did win the county final during the week. We have that uh, report in post-match interview. A great double header down in Moonkine yesterday. Moonkine came to the rescue in fairness when uh, Thomastown was. Pitch was not playable and it had held a superb uh, double header in the county championship. A good win and a big win for Dixborough over Winegap and uh, a great win for Rory to Steag over Moonkine after extra time. That was a great and very enjoyable game. We have reports and some interviews from that as well. Uh, We have maybe some other Camogie results also. We have a lot of under 21 and under 19 action around the place. We'll talk about that also. County finals around the country. We sent Paddy Kelly up to Muckalee yesterday and he has a match report on Muckalee defeating Athlone in the Leinster uh, Ladies Gaelic Football Junior Championship. Local soccer, across channel soccer. Uh, We'll touch on rugby. Kilkenny uh, results in hockey if we can get around to that basketball maybe Seamus had the racing earlier on and uh, we have a couple of reports from last week from underage games we didn't fit in I see there was big trouble in Tullamore where a referee uh, uh, that's going to be the headline all through uh, this week here which uh, to be honest about it is a nuisance that these sort of things are creating the headlines but before I start I do want to thank our host on the uh, station for the last four hours Seamus Brophy uh, Seamus is just off in his travels uh, during the course of this week he has been a superb help to the station here and to the sports team in particular over quite a number of weeks. Now he will be back he's not gone away for good, he will be back and he will be back in the station as well but he is taking his leave of us for a while and I didn't want to let the occasion go without thanking him for uh, the help he has been to us here on the station and uh, certainly like this afternoon when he was linking up with uh, Kieran Bildowney in UPMC in Oldham Park and myself yesterday in Thomastown which was a bit challenging because some of the technology I had uh, didn't quite function <laughs> and it was a bit of a, a, t- a tough afternoon trying to do a report down a phone line so thanks Seamus and uh, safe travels and uh, we'll be in touch with you shortly we also sent hello to Barry who's probably watching us or sorry, watching us as I he's certainly listening to us we haven't gone that far with the technology in uh, community radio Kenny City yet but you never know we're six years old next Friday by the way and uh, who knows what might happen but this afternoon in uh, UPMC Nolan Park well Thomastown took on Munkine they have uh, lost four finals in five years they lost the semi-final they were forever the bridesmaids but something about them this year from an early stage pointed that this could be their year and it surely was Kieran Madoni tells us all about it Michael Ling Motors Intermediate Hurling Championship Final Thomastown 129 Munkine 17 points Despite all the doubts of having lost a couple of finals and semi-finals in the last few years, Thomastown put it right today with a devastating display of teamwork, skill, aggression and accuracy to comprehensively beat Moonkine in what turned out to be a one-sided final in UPMC in Northern Park today. Thomastown thoroughly deserved their win, hurling brilliant stuff from the start, supplying their good forwards with ball after ball and constantly finding the man in better position. The forwards delivered a devastating display of shooting, 129, an outstanding score for any team. They started as they, like they meant business, scoring three points in the first three minutes. Corner forward Stephen Dunley and Tucker Hanrahan were two of the scorers. Kieran Quilty did get a point for Munkine in the sixth minute, but their scores were few and were far between. Robbie Dunley with a free, Stephen Dunley with two and John Dunley with two had stretched the lead out to eight points to one in favour of Thomastown by halfway mark of the first half. Though Pa Welsh did point to free in the 18th minute for Moonkine, Thomastown went on to dominate the next part of the match either side of half-time, winning this passage of play by 110 to two points. 
Countyman John Dunley led his troops brilliantly. He got another score in the 19th minute. Robbie Dunley with a free. Stephen Dunley, the man of the match, who scored 1-8, got a goal and a point in the 25th minute. The goal, a thing of beauty. Jack Holden, the full forward, wheeled out to the right corner forward position and from a tight angle floated a beautiful ball across the square to the onrushing Dunley, who buried it from 14 yards. One eleven to four points after 26 minutes. Holden himself got on the score sheet a minute later. Stephen Dunley with another wing forward, Luke Canellan, kept the scoreboard ticking for Thomastown all the while. Adam Croke did get a point for Moonkind just before half-time, but John Dunley again tapped over another point just as referee Ray Byrne blew the half-time whistle. And at half-time, Thomastown were in a dominant position, leading 1.15 to 5 points. Straight from the restart, Luke Canellan pointed for Thomastown after a brilliant pass from John Dunley, and Stephen Dunley got two more points. And by the third minute of the second half, this game was over as a contest, 1.18 to 5 points. Kieran Quilty, Sean Gannon and Adam Croke, in fairness, kept the, the Moonkind flag flying with Good scores and plenty of effort. Pa Welsh chipped in with a free. But all the while, Thomastown were registering score after score. Robbery Donnelly with two frees. Luke Canellan, John Donnelly with another one. His sixth of the match where he scored seven points in total. Robbie Donnelly with another free. And Tucker Hanrahan with his third point. And by the 50th minute, Thomastown's lead was a massive 124 to 12 points. Paul Henry at centre-back from Moonkind took a short puck out and drove it over the bar from 100 yards and Powell pointed another free in a brief period for, from Moonkind where they were on top but Thomastown quickly put a halt to that. Stephen Dunley following an excellent pass from the, the lively Jack Holden got his eighth point of the match and John Dunley with two more saw the final score of Thomastown 129 Moonkind. 17 points. Yes, and they certainly are very happy down in Thomastown. A huge crowd in there today. There was a real sense of anticipation that this was going to be their year and perhaps that on the 21A victory last year was the catalyst that drove them forward. I think they'd be a very decent senior team. Noel Doherty was the team manager and he's always very quiet and coy about a lot of things and uh, even maybe he was the same today but he was a very happy man. Noel Doherty, congratulations, Noel. Now you can uh, relax, Noel, but I just felt it in the way you were chatting in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, there was something about this year that was very different than other years. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I suppose, look, we, we've learned, I suppose, from the experiences we had. Like, we, we were in, obviously, in the county final last year. Uh, we were there on merit. Uh, we, we did sustain a good few injuries, but, you know, we felt that, uh, you know, we, we felt um, this year maybe changed one or two things, um, kind of kept it calmer. Um, but really believed in the lads and kind of kept focused and yeah look at all it's great it's great when it works out you know well certainly he played with huge confidence right from the off yeah we did look I, I suppose played with confidence and, and, and played with great focus you know they were very well tuned in uh, kept, kept it nice as I said nice and calm we had a job to do we had to show up uh, and that's the way we approached every game so yeah and even uh, look, there was once or twice maybe Munkine just maybe made an effort to get back into the game but any time they threatened got a couple of scores you were always back for a quick score yourselves yeah we were look um uh, obviously there was a lot of hurt there you know these boys were just going to give it Everton they wanted to leave Everton here on the field and that's what they did you know so fair play to Munkine. I'd like to say commiserations obviously to Munkine. they were here on merit uh, they had a serious semi-final they were one of the best teams I've seen this year really impressed with them today is not their day it didn't go for them but they'll be back they'll be back they earned, they earned their place here and not sure but they will be back now you're at the stage where you're up senior now and right these players are very ready for senior now at this stage that sounds good. <laughs> sounds good, Nicky. Uh, um, yeah, look, look, we'll 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 enjoy this one. Uh, we'll enjoy it, and then we'll 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 reassess then and see what what's in store going forward. But yeah, look, I mean, there's a good age profile there. There's some great leaders there. Um, yeah, I'd say the boys will be really looking forward to this one. Yeah, and I'm sure you're looking forward to the uh, the Leinster Club campaign as well, because that's always a good way to enter into the senior next year, having good performances there behind you. Yeah, for sure. Look, we'll 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 enjoy this one. Um, I think the Leinster is three weeks out. I think we've a bit of a break, um, and we'll yeah we'll 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 get refocused and we'll go hard at this one now as well. Yeah. So well done, Noel, and congrats. Thank you very much, Nicky. Yeah, we wish them well in the Leinster Club Intermediate. It's something a competition that Kilkenny teams have not been performing that well in over recent years. But I think uh, there's a little bit of uh, a pep in the step of Thomastown this year. I think they'll they'll go places. Well, the community ready Kilkenny City. Michael League man of the match was Stephen Donnelly.
Congratulations, yeah. Stephen Donnelly. Uh, community Red King, Kenny City, Michael Immortals, man of the match. A great performance from yourself, but overall, a brilliant team display. Yeah, unreal. Listen, I think we peaked today. We were building all year, and today we really came out and uh, showed the people what we could do. So, yeah, it's a little over the moon, the lead. You were very confident from an early stage, got control of the game, and any time Munkhan came back at you, you just responded with more points. Yeah, I don't, I don't think one player on our team played bad today. I think everyone really, really hurt well, and uh, that drove us on, and... Uh, as I said, yeah, we got over the line in the end, thank God. Did any talk of what happened in the last couple of years? Was that allowed into the dressing room over the last couple of weeks at all? No, listen, we knew ourselves. We've been hurting, not just last year, over the number of years. But we, we bottled that and we came out today and we showed people what we could do. I think winning the under-21A last year against, as it happens, Mulkine, I think that was a big boost as well. That put a lot of things to rest. Yeah, it was huge. Listen, after losing the dance for next time last year, it was a massive loss to the club, but fairness to the boys. They went out a month later and they won the bet in the final and that was a huge lift and half of that team are playing there today. Yeah. And of course now you go into the Leinster club and with plenty of confidence and you must be looking forward to seeing Rinka Kenny next year of course. And a new experience for you all but you're now at the stage where you really have to test yourselves against the best club teams. Yeah listen we'll enjoy this one first but yeah I can't wait for next year and the Leinster championship to come. We're only building yeah, and I can't wait. Well done Stephen. Thanks very much. Yeah, fine forward is Stephen Donnelly. I think he might be getting the little uh, f- finger beckoning from uh, Derek Ling somewhere or another. A good player is Stephen Donnelly. Superb today and superb all year. This player is already part of the Kilkenny squad and uh, I'm delighted for him as well. He's one of our own soul heroes. A very quiet guy uh, who does all his hurling on the field. Nice to talk to him after the game, John Donnelly. Congratulations, John Donnelly. You can now call yourself a senior club hurler in Kilkenny and I know you've been trying for a few years. It's a great feeling, John. Yeah, sir. Over the moon really yeah I suppose uh, I don't, like, I don't really know what to say to you like, we, we trained as hard as we could we prepared as best we could and then you just want to play as best you can and luckily for us today we probably produced our best our best performance ever I'd say since I started playing anyway so uh, yeah just thrill like, you take a one point win I don't know what we won by in the end but we're senior hurlers now and uh, brilliant yeah. yeah you played I thought you played very confidently right from the off you weren't this worry about what had happened the last couple of years you forgot about that and just really hurled from the throw in yeah uh, we just went out and give it a go and uh, of course like, during the week you, be, you might have a thought to yourself when you're driving along in the car or whatever about if we do lose or whatever but you have to have a bit of perspective as well and if we do lose what about it? it's only a hurling match and uh, but at the same time we, we would have done that to win and uh, thank god we just we won today anyway and we're that's it really yeah. and Munkine any time they got a score you were back immediately you never let them build up any momentum no exactly and uh, you know the hurlers Munkine have you can never relax even though we were up by I think 115 to 5 at half time uh, I never really felt that you're going to pull on I'd always nearly fear the worst and uh, you know I know the hurlers they have Pat Welch, Paul Hennebury Martin O'Neill they're brilliant hurlers brilliant club men and uh, best of luck to them again next year they're a great team finally John the Leinster Club Championship and obviously senior next year looking forward to both of those yeah, of course. We'll in, as everyone says, I suppose, when they win something, we'll just enjoy tonight now. And uh, I don't know who we have in Leinster, but look, we've been trying for 40 years, really, I suppose, to get senior. And uh, days like this, this don't come around too often, I suppose. Well done, John. Congrats. Really, Nicky. Thank you. Yeah, a great guy, John Donnelly. And uh, what does he have the best pair of wrists in hurling? I think he just might have. It's very well done to Thomastown. Their resilience is an inspiration, and there'll be a tremendous addition to the senior ranks. So says Benjamin from the Isle of Lewis, our regular listener. Moonkind also have much to look forward to, too, with the talented group of young players. And he wishes Shem as well on his travels, and he says hello to our colleague, Barry Henriquez, as well. And, of course, he says happy birthday to CRKC. We're six years old next Friday. Big game yesterday in UPMC, Lowland Park, Tullaher and St. Lactons, the two best teams in junior. Jerry Drennan was on duty for us. JJ Cavan and Sons Premier Junior Hurling County Final. Tulher Rusburkin 119, St. Lacton 17 points. Tulher Rusburkin claimed their sixth Kilkenny County Junior Championship with an impressive win over St. Lacton's at UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday. From the second minute of this game to the final whistle, Tulher led all the way. And with a five point lead at half time, they were very impressive, although it must be said St. Lacton's did stage a second half resurgence. Tuller, however, finished with the last three points to run out worthy winners. Cahal O'Leary, St. Lacton's best player, opened their scoring with a 65 in the first minute. But then we had five points unanswered from Tuller Rasparkin. Connor Hennessy and Marty Murphy both pointed from play from 40 metres out. James Maher had lined out his centre back with the task of containing Walter Walsh. Walsh, however, started the better and hit two points from play in the third minute. Keena Donoghue then hit his first free of the day in the seventh minute following a foul on Jamie Ling to leave Tuller Asperkin ahead five points to one. 
A foul on Cahill Hickey saw Cahill O'Leary put over a free for Freshford. Jamie Ling replied after a pass by Walter Walsh, followed by a long-distance free by the impressive Marty Murphy in the 10th minute. Cahill O'Leary showed quick thinking in the 11th minute when, standing over a free at midfield, he hit a quick ball to Darimar, who split the posts. O'Donoghue replied with a free following a foul on the oppressive Pat Hartley before Cahill O'Leary won a free himself and stuck it over the bar. In the 17th minute, it was O'Leary who took a line ball under the new stand and across the field he picked out Darimar, who hit his second point from play, eight points to five. Jason Sheely then took a pass from impressive right half back Lar Murphy for Tuller Ross Birkin and hit a good point. O'Donoghue followed up with a free, to which O'Leary replied again after a foul on Liam Hickey. O'Leary and, then, and Hickey then hit a wide each before we had the first goal of the game. This involved five Tuller players who handled the ball without a St. Lactus player intervening. Marty Murphy had a tremendous catch under the new stand. He passed to Coleman O'Sullivan, who in turn passed to Connor Hennessy. Hennessy's delivery found Keane O'Donoghue and despite being under great pressure he passed to Danny Glennon who rifled a shot to the top of the net giving Darren Brennan not a hope 22 minutes gone Tuller Ross Birkin 1-10 St. Lacton's 6 points the St. Lacton's defence were a little bit nervy early on making some ball handling mistakes but they eventually settled into this game Keane O'Donoghue hit a point from play in the 26th minute and at this stage all six of the starting Tullahara's Birkin forwards had now scored from play. However, St. Lacton's finished strong in the first half. Brian Kennedy picked out James Maher who pointed from 50 metres. Alexander Rafter did the same with a pass to Darimar who split the post once more. And their last point of the, of the first half came from Cahal O'Leary on the left wing, a great point to leave Tullaros Birkin ahead, 1-11 to 9 points at half time. St. Lactus didn't delay in the dressing room and were out very quickly, ready for the new half. They started well when Brian Kennedy picked out Cahal Hickey and Hickey won a line ball, which Cahal O'Leary sent over the bar from 30 metres. There were some great tackles at this stage. Cahal O'Leary and Coleman O'Sullivan had two strong tackles in quick succession, while James Maher and Walter Walsh were also getting to know each other very well. O'Leary followed up with a free before Keane O'Donoghue replied with one for Tuller Ross Birkin following a foul on Danny Glennon. Paddy Killeen replaced Alexander Rafter in the 38th minute. Cahal O'Leary then took a pass from Liam Hickey to make it 1-12 to 12 points, and O'Leary followed up with a free. Lar Murphy took a pass from Marty Murphy, his brother, who had lost his hurley, and went upfield to leave it 1.13 to 13 points after 42 minutes. St. Lactus then sprung Johnny Fitzpatrick off the bench, and within a minute, Johnny Fitz soloed up the left wing and put over a good point for St. Lactus. O'Leary followed a free to leave just one point in it. 1.13 to Oleros Birkin, 15 points to St. Lactus. Walter Walsh was having a great tussle with James Maher and he had moved to full forward at this stage. Under pressure and on an advantage, he soloed in and struck the ball over the bar to leave it 1.14 to 15 points. But Paul White, who had just come on for who had come on for Freshford from the very beginning in place of John Fitzpatrick, he struck over a good point from the right wing and reduced the deficit to one point once more. At this stage, however, St. Lactans hit four wides in quick succession when points would really have been more beneficial. I'm sure they were trying hard, but at this stage they were under great pressure from a Tullaher defence whose half-back line was absolutely tremendous. Pat Hartley at centre-back used all his experience at this stage and the two 19-year-olds on, on his either side, Lar Murphy and Cahill Mooney, were very, very impressive. Keane O'Donoghue put over another free in the 52nd minute while Danny Glennon followed up with a good point over his shoulder to stretch that taller lead. Carl Power replaced Liam Hickey at this stage and a foul on Paddy Killeen by Conor Hennessy who had tracked back all the way to his own defence gave Carl O'Leary another free but this turned out in the 57th minute to be St. Lacton's last score of the day as Tullaher finished strongly with a pint from play by Marty Murphy a free by Keane O'Donoghue and another one from play by the impressive Danny Glennon who had finished with 1-2 to leave Tullaher's Birkin ahead at the final whistle 1-19 to 17 points for a crestfall in St. Lactans in fairness for St. Lactans Cahill O'Leary could have done no more he hit 11 points one of them from a line ball 8 from freeze and 2 from play Darimar was also very good with 3 points from play while James Maher did his best on, on Walter Walsh, Brian Kennedy also tried hard. 
For Tullahoras Birkin, Pat Hartley was excellent at centre back. Marty Murphy was really, really good at wing forward, hitting three points, two from play, while Walter Walsh hit three points from play, and Keena Donahue was unerring up front from freeze. All in all, Tullahoe Ross Birkin deserved their win. When one looks at it, their six forwards all scored from play, while for St. Lactons, just two of their starting six managed to score from play. Final score. Tullahoras Birkin, 119, St. Lactons, 17 points. And our thanks to Jerry Drennan, and he wasn't finished there. He presented the uh, JJ Cabin and Sons Community Radio Community Band of the Match to Pat Hartley, and uh, it just shows you age is only a number. Jerry Drennan here for Community Radio Kilkenny. I have with me the uh, Tullahoras Birkin centre back, Pat Hartley, who has just won the Man of the Match award after his fine display in the Premier Junior County final for Tullahoras Birkin. Pat, how does that feel? Jerry feels. Unbelievable. We spent, I think this is our fourth year down junior now since we got relegated in 2019. And when we, we went down first, we thought, ah, we'll get back together for one year and go back up. But oh my God, you and I are now gone away trying to get up so hard. It was probably, there's probably four or five teams in junior better are equal to intermediate teams at the moment 100% junior is impossible in Kilkenny and said Lactus there would have been favourites all the year and I'm sure they're very disappointed but you really turned it on today your forwards were brilliant and uh, your half back line I thought was super yeah look there's Jerry there's a good mix there of, of experience and youth um, the club got a massive boost there two years ago when the minor team got to the minor final. Dixborough best to be a point on the day but it was a stepping stone for these lads for days like today um and there a couple of weeks ago the under 15s won another under 15B county final so please God another two or three years they'll be coming on please God into at the time so it's all work in progress and um, cool. like I'd just like to say thanks very much to the management the players this year everyone bought in 100% to it um, great leaders there lads like Wally Keno Donahue Donico O'Connor um, their age 26, 27 now and they really led this year when, when, when we need them Absolutely you're dead right that minor final a few years ago was a huge uh, foundation for today's win and uh, yourself Pat you were captain in 2008 yeah. seems like a long time ago but yeah. how yeah. does it feel to back here again Sweet uh, it's, it's, Jerry it's a different team now but it's, it's, it's great for these lads there's so many good hurdles there Jerry they're unbelievable like there's Marty Murphy Lara Murphy Danny Glennon they're outstanding talents so they are they are, like, they are they're really, really are good so it's, it was imperative that they were in hurdle intermediate not down junior like correct so um, yeah no all good all good Pat well done they're looking for you for team photo Jerry thanks congratulations well done cheers this is yeah. Jerry's Renner for Community Radio Kilkenny City. Yeah, well done. Thanks, Jerry. Now, we also have Michael Dial, the manager, and Tom Murphy, a selector, coming up. But the text in, it's surprising few of them taller lads weren't considered for the county under-20s. It's a fair point. Jerry Drennan for Community Radio Kilkenny City. With me here now, I have Michael Dial from Glyn Barntown Club in uh, Wexford, the uh, manager of the victorious Tuller Ross Birkin team. Michael, congratulations. Great win. How does that feel? Thanks very much, Jerry. Yeah, I... I it just really proud is kind of the overriding emotion obviously I'm not from Tuller but you know when you could get a team in February and you work on things all year long and then under the most intense pressure they actually execute what they've been practicing in training exactly. that's just a real satisfying feeling and just for me I know the lads are absolutely elated and they're over the moon but I just feel proud and I'm just really happy for them, I suppose. Good man, yeah, fair play to you. I've been watching your last couple of matches. You hit some big scores in the first half and maybe died away a little in the second half, but today you came back and came strong finishing up. Yeah, look, I said, I don't know, was it with yourselves? I did an interview during the week. I said, it'll be all hindsight stuff now tomorrow. If we win, we came into the game fresh, and if we would have lost, people would have said we had it too handy. But I could see in training... Like, I'm not, by accident or design, I don't know. We peaked at the right time. And there was a first cousin of mine who was on the Black and Whites team last year, Michael Maloney. I ran yes. him when I was taking the job. And I said, look, you've won it now. What would you say? What's your advice? He goes, peak in October. Don't peak too soon. Yeah. And, you know, I think during the year, and as I said, maybe by accident, you know, we had lads doing the leave insert who disappeared for two or three weeks. They went on their leave insert holiday. We had different bits and pieces. We let the lads play football for March and April. We did very little. So it was all kind of aimed, geared towards, you know, can we hit the ground flying in September, October? And look, that's the way it's transpired. Yeah, well, you definitely peaked today. And to be honest, Michael, I think looking at some of those young players, like Sir Marty Murphy, Danny Lennon, Larry Murphy, I think those boys haven't even hit their peak in their careers yet. I know, absolutely. Sir Marty's only recently turned 18. Yeah. You know, Danny's only 19, Lara's 19. Like, their best days are ahead of them. Absolutely. But I met them lads at the start of the year, and I said, you don't want to waste four or five years playing junior lads. You're too good. You have to get out of that grade. And when you get out of that grade, 
people start watching you and they're the type of lads that Kilkenny need to keep tabs on now whether it's under 20s or seniors or development squads you know they have plenty to offer and with the right encouragement and the right support you know, great futures in the game I'm delighted for them all now to be honest Absolutely so your next step now after a couple of days celebration you'll focus on a Leicester Championship I'm sure you'll want to do as well as you possibly can yeah, I don't know if it'll be in the players' mind, but it's definitely in mine. It's either uh, we're playing the Wicklow Champions next Saturday in yeah. Kilkenny. Yeah. So, look, they can go off and enjoy the three or four days, and I'll join them there tonight. But then I'll probably have to get back to work and do a little bit of research and see how I didn't obviously look beyond today. That would have been foolish. But, True. yeah, no, we won't be underestimating that task. And, look, it shortens the winter now. Please, God, we can get on a run in that. And those lads that you mentioned can even get hurling at a higher level again and sure wouldn't it be great if we could push on and win a Leinster Championship absolutely and we'll all be behind you Michael congratulations and thanks very much for doing the interview thanks thank you much, Come Larry, appreciate thanks William thank you that was Michael Dial, manager of the Tullahar Ross Birkin team for Community Radio Kilkenny City. This is Jerry Drennan for Community Radio Kilkenny City with Tullahar Ross Birkin selector Tom Murphy after winning the Premier Junior County final. How does that feel, Tom? It's unbelievable, Jerry. Uh, look, at, uh, they're a great bunch of fellas. We, we've done a lot of hard work. And to get over the line here again, Freshford, which are a strong team, uh, we knew we were going to be up again. It. But look, if we got a, a dream start and... We, we kept working hard the whole year and it's unbelievable. Um, we came up here in the minor in, in um, 2018. That's right. And it was Ryan A minor. Look at a lot of these lads showing out today. We had um, five lads on the team starting and they all they all stood up and um, along with Walter and the older players, uh, Pat Hartley, uh, Donnie O'Connor, Keane O'Connor, Kat, uh, Keane O'Dinnebeer. Um, Connor Hennessy, uh, we had a good blend of players and uh, we worked really hard all the year. Um, Michael um, Dyles came in to train us, uh, he was unbelievable. Um, we done we done a lot of hard work <coughs> since February and um, he, he kept improving the, the group the whole time. So, look, it's, it's a massive achievement. Um, it's not easy to come up and win up here, you have to be prepared. I'm just into this. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Tom is going for the photo. Well done, Tom. Thank you. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're very welcome back to the programme. And we're now switching to Gaelic football. And over the last couple of years, we have all been excited with the journey that Mullinavat have made in the Leinster Intermediate Football Championship. And have they done fan- they have done fantastically. But yesterday they travelled up to Strad Valley in Leash to take on Bally Linen, and it didn't work out that well for us. Now John Power, the PRO of the club, is with us on the line. John, you have a report for us and off you go. Okay, AIB Leinster Intermediate Football Championship Round 1, Ali Lining from Leash, 114, Mullinavat, 7 points. Mullinavat exited the 2023 AIB Leinster Intermediate Football Championship following a 10 point defeat by the Leashside Bally Lining on a smashing Sunday after, sorry, Saturday afternoon at Stradbally. The overall Mullinavat showing was probably better than the final score suggests as we were just 06 to 03 behind at the interval and only a single point behind five minutes into the second half. The big differential between both teams yesterday was ex-Leash County star player Gary Welsh. He scored 10 points in the Leash Intermediate Final, six from play, and yesterday he scored nine points against Mullinavast with five from play. But Mullinavast just didn't have any answer to the firing power of uh, Gary Ballylinen had won the county title also on the last day of September, whereas in a Mullivat's case it was three months uh, previously on the last day of June. Uh, football-wise, we were ring-rusty. Uh, we had only played one challenge game against the Carrick side in the lead-up to this game, and to be perfectly honest, it showed against an, an opponent who are exclusively a football club, and I'd have to say a pretty serious one at that. They had been relegated from the league senior championship last year, after 50 consecutive years in the senior grade in Leash and had immediately returned to the uh, senior championship for next year. Ballyline were quick off the mark with a score from Cahill Dunn. Uh, one of the best replied was uh, an equaliser from Dempsey. The next four were all from the Lee side. It was three. Kieran Fennessy that was Alan Farrell after uh, through the middle of the Mullabat defence. Followed by Gary Welsh. They made it 0 1. 
Now, Mullinabas fell into the game somewhat, and Michael Malone pulled a point back. But this was replied to by a point from play, again by Gary Welsh, and Amy O'Connor, summary here. Uh, then the Leeds side actually had a goal chance. There was a very good save by Mark McMahon, the bat goal, following the same shot from the same player. Adam Mullinabas reduced the margin to just three points, so... 0603 at the interval, Just before the interval, Ryan Brady, one of the players, had been black carded, so we were at eight minutes maybe in the new half, critical advantage. And we did that with scores from John Welsh after that's in point, and Michael Malone. Now it was a single point in it. The feature of the game was a uh, breaks up field for the Ballylining team, Seamus Selfie. He was very effective throughout. Uh, once up Sally forward, he pointed himself uh, to 07 to 05. The bat Simon Elwood picked up afterwards. This really affected the effort, and uh, we were struggling. Gary Welsh increased the lead two points from a free to make five. On the bat had a real goal chance. Move between John Welsh and forward line combined well. Ball kind of between them and Tom Wright intercepted it. Back. This this by uh, Wright actually and Vich and Ballyline and totally altered the pattern. It was now one nine to uh, the full forward Kieran Fen as well he got that goal as well a minute later Mullivat got a much needed uh, but the the game was away from Mullivat with the, the totally um, just totally honest with it he got and the point from a free into 06 uh, we were always proud of our and to our credit to the end, and uh, there was a fine move. Uh, it was and and uh, Sean came on as a sub, and he fisted to the ball to Oshie Knox, who pined. That was the last goal of the game. What? Oh seven. The <laughs> deserved our victory, and Seamus Lacey there too. Fennessy at full forward, and they just made this an impossible ask from Muller players on the day were probably Shane Kelly and Michael Malone. We were just up against it. This would be a football club superior on the day. So. Okay. All right, John. Listen, thanks for that. Our line is breaking up a little bit, but I do appreciate you joining us this evening, John. As always, I know you cover everything for Mullinavat. Well done to Mullinavat. Uh, big loyal uh, egg on club. So thanks, John, for that. Uh, thanks, thanks John. Thanks to John. And apologies, another line was a bit wobbly there. Look, no joyful is down yesterday, but they did put up a fantastic performance. Uh, One fifteen to two seven. They got their two goals from uh, David O'Carroll and Aaron Fogarty. And uh, we don't have a direct report on that, but we'll tell you what happened during the week because they won the intermediate county final. JJ Cavanagh Sons, Kenny Intermediate Football County Final. Liz Downey three two. Piltown five points. Conditions were challenging for both Liz Downey and Piltown. In Wednesday evenings, JJ Cavan and Sons Kilkenny Intermediate Football County Final, which was played at the MWR Centre Dunmore. A heavy drizzle throughout the game saw parts of the pitch waterlogged, leaving underfoot conditions soft and sticky for the players. The winners missed plenty of opportunities in the opening stages, while Piltown, with a bit less possession, were more economical close to goal. Ronan Ryan edged them ahead on two minutes, while his colleagues John Kenny and Aaron Kinsella added further pints in the fourth and seventh minutes. Liz Dowley were guilty of dropping too many chances into the hands of Piltown goalie Aaron Gallagher and they got a stroke of good luck in 11 minutes when Willie Kenny shot to the Piltown net after a clearance deflected off of a Piltown defender and he finished impressively. That goal saw the winners take control of the game but they struggled to show that superiority on the scoreboard. Mick Kenny pointed a free in 17 minutes with Owen Kenny raising another white flag three minutes later. Despite the winners' dominance, the sides were level at the interval when Keane Kinsella pointed a close-in free for Piltown and Mick Kenny pointed three minutes into the new half gave Liz Downey and Lee Deadwood Hall for the remainder of the game. The contest edged very much in Liz Downey's favour when Brian Cavanagh scrambled the ball over the line for his side's second goal in seven minutes. Although Robbie Cullerton pointed from 35 metres for Piltown to reduce the margin two minutes later, the conditions made scoring difficult for both teams. 
McKenney finished the scoring with a goal from a penalty on 16 minutes after he had been fouled. The closing 14 minutes brought no further scores as Liz Downey completely set off the Playtown efforts to deservedly win the title. Liz Downey now travelled to Mullingar on Saturday next to play Kilbeck and Shamrocks in the Leicester Club Junior Football Championship. Final score from the FW Hurst Centre Dunmore is Downey 3-2, Piltown 5 points. Well done Owen and Peter O'Sullivan, the, the captain of the team. Lads, I have to say it was an awful night to be playing a game, but you still had to get out and do it. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough going there with the boys, but in fairness to the, to the lads, they, instead I had, like, and it's not easy in these conditions, probably maybe shouldn't be on, but there was pressure on to get it for Leinster in, in, on Saturday, so it's great that the lads turned up in fairness to Piltown, they had a great game, so they did. Like. Yeah, we should say you have to travel to Bonagar to represent Kilkenny, and look, at any time you rep- represent Kilkenny, that's a great honour. Oh, it is, and any time to win any county final, Kilkenny from EEF in any hurling or any divisions this year or any thing in Kilkenny it's hard won like you know yourself Yeah Peter Piltown in the very early stages looked to be the stronger team but then you took a grip on the game and you probably should have been ahead at half time but when they went in level you still had to come out and do it in the second half Yeah I suppose we did Jade. a few goals probably made a difference that was a big difference in the two teams I'd say we got a few goals and they just didn't and that was probably that was the difference in it really at the end of the day the two teams were even enough like Probably getting the game against Greg Cannon last week was a good way to kind of get back into the groove a bit. Oh, definitely, 100%, yeah. The touch was in there after last weekend, so we were all right to uh, go again. <laughs> look, at, I, I know coming after the, after the hurling on, I know it, look, at, in a way, you were able to get back at again. You didn't have to worry about the hurling and anything like that. I know the boys are playing under 21, not this coming weekend, but weekend after. Well, still, it was nice to come out and win this competition. You know, a lot of people laugh at the football scene, but you're county champions in intermediate and you have trophy go home tonight. Yeah, I, I feel that football is probably downed on a bit in Kilkenny and it, it should be more promoted. Like, it's a little bit of a pity, maybe, the way it was put to this on a Wednesday evening on a, on a night like this. It should have been played earlier in the year, but obviously they're called off matches that they shouldn't have really called off, but that's the way things are doing. Like The conditions were tough here, but you just had to get on with it and you got a decent battle from Piltown and your backs played very well, yourself and Peter in the second half and that kept Piltown at bay but they were threatening a few scores I must say Yeah they were Stella had as well trained there to just come back everyone come back and defend as a unit kind of was the big thing like you know it wasn't only the backs that were defending the whole 15 lads really were defending and then trying to break together like you know so that, that helped us really a big time I think Well that's well done I'll let you know the miserable conditions but thanks for chatting thanks very much Thank you The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Okay, welcome back and let's go Camogie. Doubleheader in Moonkine yesterday. Borough and Moon Wine Gap in the senior. And we had Rory and Steg and Moonkine in the intermediate. Let's start with the Borough and Wine Gap. Michael League Botters, Kilkenny Senior Camogie County Final. Dixborough 318. Wine Gap 111. The loss of last year's Michael League Motors, Kilkenny Senior Camogie County Final, was a big motivation for Dixborough when they set out on this year's campaign. The City side had a very stiff encounter in their semi-final one week ago against Piltown, but they were the hottest of favours on Saturday afternoon in Moonkine against Wyngap. Yesterday was Wyngap's first ever senior county final appearance, and although the result did not go their way, it was still an historic and memorable occasion for the team and supporters. The game was evenly contested during the opening five minutes, with Amy Clifford and Denise Gall swapping points. And at Tanya Jackson point, edged Wyngap ahead for the first and only time of the game on six minutes, but gradually Dixborough were beginning to get a foothold all over the field. A brace of points from Asha McCarty and two more from Rachel Dowling and Evo Gorman saw the Borough take the lead and they controlled the game from there to the finish. An injury to Denise Gall appeared to impact her for a period around the middle of the first half, but she continued to battle bravely for her side as the injury abated. A Jenny Clipper goal in 13 minutes pushed the winner seven points ahead, with Boingap struggling for scores depending on pointed frees from Denise Gall and Kiro Shea. Aoife Prendergast from Fries continued to increase that Dixborough margin and on the cusp of half-time, the City side bagged another goal when Rachel Dowling finished to the wind-up net after some delightful play among their attack. That goal saw the winners leading 2-11-5 points at the interval, leaving Wyngap facing a difficult second half. Despite conceding a third goal to Dixborough six minutes into the new half, which was finished well by Orla Henrik following a Jenny Clifford pass, Wyngap battled bravely throughout that second 30 minutes with some outstanding defending from Catherine Foley and Michaela Keneally. Denise Gall had a terrific second half scoring some delightful points from play and freeze and her efforts were further rewarded on the cusp of full time when she blasted a 25-metre free to the Dixborough net. The winner's defence, superbly marshalled by their central axis of Tara Clifford and Quiva Dowling, made Wyngap battle for every score while their midfield pairing of Kira Phelan and Evo Gorman had a hand in many of their side scores. Aoife Prendergast with a couple of pointed frees plus Asha McCarty and Rachel Dowling added further points for the winners in the final quarter to see the City side back and top as senior Camogie champions on a score of 3-18 to 1-11.
the skill, pace and teamwork of the winners was superb all through the game and that was at the core of many of the team's scores. They are a well-balanced side also and I expect that they will be a formidable opponent for anyone in the upcoming Provincial Club Championship. Their hunger for victory yesterday was evident from an early stage. Wangap will be disappointed at the scale of the loss but they can be immensely proud of the team's attitude all through yesterday's game. It would have been easy for the players to drop their heads such was the scale of their opponent's lead but they battled to the finish without the outstanding Denise Gall bagging a late 1-2 for her team. Final score from Moonkine, Dixborough 318, Wangap 111. Donald Carroll, manager of, uh, well, one of the, the Carrolls and a few more managements of the Borough team. A very comprehensive victory, Donald. You were in control of that game from the off. Uh, we, we were lucky because we concentrated on the start. We really emphasised that we needed to get into the game at the start. And it worked. We just got rubbed of the green a couple of times and got our noses in front. We were delighted with that. Again, look, you were more likely to get goals. I know they got one near the end from a close in free, but you were always more threatening when it comes to goals. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, as someone was talking to me during the week, and we were saying we had we a t- tendency not to score goals we had a tendency to we were able to win matches without scoring goals and we just tell the girls you know take the take the points take the points the goals will come don't go chasing them and like they stuck to that and in fairness they got the points on the board and a couple of opportunities for goals and in fairness to them they took them well the movement around the field and the back up at one another and the off the shoulder passing it was the highest order Donald to be fair to you and all the mentors of the team but you had the players who were able to do that ah yeah no we had and it's something that we had been working on in fairness last year hurt us you know it hurt us a lot last year so we had a good look we had a good chat with the team we looked at a few things we needed to work on and in fairness to them they up to the task they worked on it all year and they got the, they got the benefit of it today oh, Donald, I suppose winning the county is great now you have to really make some impression in the club scene because this is a team as far as I'm concerned can make an impression in the club championship uh, I'd say we'll take a day or two off Nicky before I'll allow you that alright <laughs> thanks very much no we will definitely we will we'll, we'll make we'll make much we have a good group of girls here and you only have narrow opportunities for any of these kind of wins so we'll put our heads down give us a couple of days we'll put our heads down and we'll go at it well done Donald thanks very much yeah Donald Carol there. Now I did interview Jenny Clifford but sorry Jenny, the gremlins in the works I interviewed appeared, disappeared into thin air. Anyway, the first game yesterday was the Roar versus Moonkine. Cracking game. Charles the Purple Stork Kenny Intermediate Camogie County Final Roar in the Stigue 111, Moonkine 12 points. This Charles the Purple Stork Intermediate Camogie County Final may have been a little slow to take off in Moonkine on Saturday afternoon but throughout the second half and in the extra time that was needed to get us a winner the excitement was superb as the teams put in a heroic effort to land the title. Firstly, let us applaud the Moonkind Club, who prepared their wonderful vicinity for both county finals at short notice, when Thomastown was declared unplayable on Saturday morning. The Moonkind pitch was in pristine condition and marked to perfection with a liberal supply of stewards manning the facility, plus the various car parks around the village to ensure the comfort of the large attendance. Well done to all involved. At first glance, it appeared a tad harsh on Rory the Steak to have to play the county final at the home of their opponents. But the Camogie County Board were more than grateful to get access to the fine facility to enable both the senior and intermediate finals to be played yesterday. To be fair to Rory the Steak, they did not let the venue impact them one iota, and they just got on with the challenge of trying to win a county title. Bunkine were the better side early on and edged two points to no score ahead after five minutes through Deirdre Walsh Free and Dave Crowley. It may have taken the winners a little time to get into the game, but once they levelled on seven minutes through Kelly Hamilton and Acrea Langton free, the game was evenly contested thereafter. Defences ruled for the remainder of the first half and a constant series of rocks forced referee Owen B to throw in the ball on several occasions. Another Acrea Langton point and 14 minutes from a free was the only other score of the first half and it left Rory the Stieg ahead three points to two at the interval. The winners were back on the scoreboard two minutes into the new half when Quiba Kermort appointed. Two minutes later, the score of the game arrived when the majestic Sarah Crowley, Munkine centre halfback, raced up the field to point from 50 metres. For the remainder of the second half, it was a contest between the two free takers, Deirdre Walsh, Munkine, and Crea Langton, Rory de Stee. Both players were superb from place balls. That duo landed seven points in the closing 24 minutes, four to Munkine and three to Rory de Stee, to leave the sides level when Owen Bean called full time. One minute into extra time, Neve Crowley pointed for the home side, wedged them ahead once again. Rory and the Stieg were not overawed by the home crowd and hit back with a brace of points through Sarah Ryan and Quiva Carmorta, who collected a neat pass from Crea Langton to score. One minute later, the goal that would eventually decide the game arrived when Quiva Carmorta gained possession to outpace the Munkine defence and shoot to the net. And Eve Crowley pointed free from an acute angle for Munkine left the home side trailing 1-9-9 points at half-time in extra time. 
The intensity and excitement all through the second half continued unabated during extra time as the game ebbed and flowed from end to end. Another point at free from Crea Langton edged the winners four points clear at the start of the second period of extra time. Munkai knew they had to react and they sent Sarah Crowley into the attack to rescue the game. She almost did. After Cuiva Kermorta endured her Walsh free swap points, Sarah Crowley consistently gained possession and she landed a brace of points, one from her free, after she had been fouled. Outstanding defending from Rory Nesteeg prevented Crowley from bagging a few more scores. In the end, Rory Nesteeg held out for a deserved victory after a pulsating contest. The standard at times may have disappointed, but the competitiveness of both teams and the never-say-die attitude of every player was a delight to watch. And credit also to referee Owen Bean for allowing the game to flow. Final score from Moonkine, Rory Nesteeg 1-11, Moonkine 12 points. Congratulations, Martin Galvin, manager of the Rory Lusig. That was one terrific game, Martin. Uh, you're out of breath after it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I fucked every ball myself. No, Nicky was brilliant. Uh, brilliant. We have a, an, um, an unbelievable bunch of women. Uh, we have a junior team with them this year, so we've up again. When we college and everything, we have 22, 23 a train every week, and we have between 30 and 40 the weekends. It's absolutely brilliant for the club. The, the women put in some effort. We are only there mentoring them. They, they do all the driving themselves. They're absolutely brilliant. And look, fair play to Munkine, another unbelievable team pushes all the way that's what you want it, it, look it, the, the pitch this morning we didn't know where we are going to be but look all we want to do is come and play fair play to them their pitches in grey harder we came down thoroughly enjoyed it went to extra time you couldn't ask you couldn't ask anymore brilliant now look at Munkine probably started the better team and looked to be dominant but she really had a really good second quarter and came right back into the game uh, look we told the girls we knew we knew look the best three times this year already and we just told them they have to believe in themselves we, we had a plan and we said it would break down at times but pa- don't panic reset and we'll go at it again and look they done that for us and we emptied the bench and the full panel it was just a great effort great effort Quiva Kermort congratulations Quiva all I want to know about is tell me about that call um, <laughs> I don't know when you get the ball in your hand and you're right in front of the goal it's like the whole <laughs> the whole crowd have you and um, I think it's just the stress of when you have it and you're on the way and um, it's just trying to get that ball into the goal and as hard as you can and as <sighs> yeah that's <laughs> but it was uh, going to be an important score whoever was going to get a goal today that was likely going to be the winner yeah it's such a it's such a boost when a when a team does get a goal just li- it just lifts the whole team so but there was nothing in this game today they were very two evenly matched team no Mooncoin are unreal and we were so lucky to beat them and it was just the luck of the day so we're just delighted well done Creva. thank you Creva Langton congratulations a fantastic match your free taking was very important today yeah you know what I was practicing all week in college so I'm really proud of how it, they played out and everyone played amazing but there was nothing in that game and there were literally the absolutely. two teams tore into one another absolutely not in it I swear to god I was down at one stage and I couldn't nearly get back up but we did and the Mooncoin are playing amazing and they'll get it next year yeah you've been you played against Mooncoin a few times this year and uh, you've had battles with them so you knew it was going to be tough yeah we've after losing to them throughout the years and last year as well and today it just pu- it pulled through for us now I know you had no one had any choice you had to play it here in Moonkind in fairness and the pitch was brilliant but yeah. it wasn't easy coming into playing your opponent's home patch you know what I don't think we ch- thought about it too much it kind of just happened and we got on with it and that was the way it was look you're going off to celebrate what we get the cup and well done Korea. thank you very much OK, well done. A couple of other Camogie results. The uh, Premier um, Junior semi-finals, uh, Greg Nemanda won seven, the Borough eight points. And in the second semi-final, John Locksbens Bridge 221, Tuller 27. Senior relegation, Martins won 12, Connie won 10. Intermediate relegation, Clares won 16, Carrishock won 10 after extra time. Now, Muggley started off their campaign yesterday. We're waiting to get all of this played and we will have an interview with Pat McDowell tomorrow evening. Here is how it goes. And Tommy Dowd is coming up next, so we might have to break into Paddy Kelly's report at the end in order to uh, hit our deadline. Mukalee and Atlone met in the fourth round of the Ladies Leinster Junior Championship tie in Mukalee on Saturday in which conditions were sunny but chilly where both teams served up an entertaining match with the Mukalee women running out winners on a scoreline of 2-11 to Atlone's 14 points. Mukalee were pushed all the way by this athletic and running Atlone team but Mukalee showed great resolve and showed they have the capabilities to deal with whatever is thrown at them. Mukalee started brightly with a Kate Purcell coming close to open the scoring but it was Atlone who got the first score on the board with a point from Anya de Tilio after five minutes. Their running and support play paid further dividends with a Briona Gagan free in the sixth minute and a Kiva Reid point from play. Eight minutes gone to give Atlone a score of three points to Mukalee, no score. 
McAlee started long the score back with a fine point from Liber Hazelmore in the ninth minute. A further score by Kate Purcell with a free narrowed the gap in the tenth minute. But it long reminded them of the task ahead when they pointed in the eleventh and twelfth minute with points from play from Ava Martin and Breonna Gagan, respectively. But McAlee responded with a Kate Purcell free and then a Kate Nolan fisted ball saved by a long keeper Aoife Temple and a square ball awarded against full forward Laura McDonald as it started the Muckalee to dominate the game. The goal came in the 21st minute when Kate Nolan gave a pass to Kate Purcell who still had a lot to do and stroked the ball into the corner of the Athlone net to put Muckley ahead on a scoreline of 1-3 to Athlone's 5 points with 21 minutes gone. Both teams trying to gain the upper hand over the next 8 minutes and scores were at a premium but Muckley got a point from a free by Kate Purcell in the 29th minute. Athlone's pocket rocker Brianna Gagan pointed from play in the 30th minute to narrow the gap to a point. But in the injury time, the Muckalee forward, Laura McDowell, won an aerial duel with Athlone's full-back Kay Henshaw and pointed when it just as easily could have been a goal, leaving the score at half-time. Muckalee won five, Athlone six points. Athlone started the second half quickest when centre-forward Grace McLean pointed after some nice build-up play in the 32nd minute. Athlone drew level in the 33rd minute when that girl again, Breonna Gagan, pointed from play to leave the score at eight points. Athlone, Muckalee won five. But the women from Muckalee put the shoulders to the wheel with a Katie Nolan point from play after some good support play by Hazel Moore and Kate Purcell. The effective Sarah Corcoran from for Muckalee scored a classy point from a tough enough angle to restore Muckalee's lead by a point. Kate Purcell, who was free taken, gave Muckalee a platform for victory pointed in the 39th minute. Score Muckalee won 8 at lone 8 points. The game changer came in the 40th minute when Sarah Brennan gave a pass to Hazel Moore in space who ran on and kicked for a point but the ball dipped just under the crossbar and nestled in the right-hand corner of the net for a, for a goal to give the lead to Muckalee women score two ways to eight points. Kate Purcell scored from play in the 44th minute to strengthen their grip on, on things but Alone's Briona Gagan rallied her troops when she reeled off the next four scores. Points from freeze in the 45th and the 51st minute and two from play in the 46th and the 50th minute showed that they weren't just finished yet. Score Muckley 2-9 at lone 12 points. 51 minutes gone. Last minute replacement to the team for Muckley, Sarah Brennan, who only found out on the night before she was playing, steadied the Muckley's women's nerves with a super point from play despite being under pressure from the Athlone defenders. But Athlone's Breonna Gagan struck from play in the 58th minute to keep the pressure on. So Claire Donny from Muckley showed composure to point to keep them in front. Athlone threw everything at Muckley in the dying minutes of the game. But the Muckley defence marshalled by Claude Hanlon, Arlen Moore and the evergreen Edwina Keane who was immense in the last 10 minutes of the game kept the Athlone forwards at bay. The final score came in the 63rd minute with a free from Athlone star player Breonna Gagan to finish out the game. Muckley 2-11, Athlone 14 points, full-time score. Muckley had many fine performers on the day. Defensively, Aideen Cody... Claude Hannan, Arla Moore and Edwina Keane, the hard-working midfield duo of Kelly Comfort and Ellen Lawler, and the forwards Kate Porcel, Hazel Moore, Kate Nolan and Sarah Brennan. At Lawrence, Breonna Gagan was the star performer, with a personal tally of 10 points from play and freeze. The Muckalee Club is to be commended for the pitch, which was in excellent condition despite the extreme weather on the previous few days, and also to the hospitality shown to the visiting team and to both sets of supporters on the day. This is Paddy Kelly for Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.